You're listening to the Health Binge Podcast with me, Stephen Ryan, and... Me, Adam Lahey. What a strange new tone for this, Stephen. In this podcast, we are going to be looking at all things football, all things soccer that happened this week, and what an exciting week it has been in the world of football. Not least the start of the new Super League, but also with the sacking of Jose Mourinho this morning. What did you make of that, Adam? The beautiful game, sports ball, men coming together to be men and kick balls around a field. Once in front of many, many people, now in front of significantly fewer people, but still many people online and in the television. It's going to be an interesting one with this European Super League, Stephen. What are your thoughts? It certainly is, and there's been a lot of opposition. Presumably, this is why Jose Mourinho ended up being sacked this morning. Did he get sacked because he came out against it? That has yet to be disclosed, but it has been leaked that he has been sacked because he refused to bring his players out training this morning because Tottenham were named as one of the Super League teams. Okay, I need to drop kayfabe now because I... I I get why Super League is bad and I'm sure we're going to go into that, but why would he... Okay, he's the manager of Tottenham. He is the manager of Tottenham. Right, okay, I'm back in, I'm back in. Yeah, okay, he was sacked because... Yeah, of course. Jose Mourinho is the special one, as Mario Rosenstock would have called him. Well, that's as Jose Mourinho used to call him. Did he call that himself as well? He did, yeah, he called himself the special one. Jose Mourinho... When he arrived at Chelsea first is uh well that's why i got a bit caught up because i thought he was still at chelsea which shows what year i'm living in yeah 2004 I think. yeah <laughs> which was like why i was like what he tottenham are playing against them and so he won't do it because there's a competitors but anyway uh, i think if anyone was going to stand up for bullshit it was him alex ferguson has come out already saying that this super league thing is pretty not great for fans but he also mentioned that you know, United's council don't really listen to him anyway. He's not part of the council. He's not part of that structure. But yeah, Fergie and, and Mourinho are exactly the kind of dudes who would come out and call this bullshit. And it is bullshit. But yet, Man United and Tottenham are both going to be in this Super League. Uh, who isn't in the Super League, interestingly enough, is Paris Saint-Germain, Bayern Munich. Sligo Rovers. No, Sligo Rovers are going to... No, they're not. But it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out because in retaliation, FIFA have said that players who participate and clubs who participate, their players won't be able to play in World Cup. Or essentially some national or or regional division leagues also, correct? Or the Champions League, yeah. They'll be out of all those, but I mean it would be presumed that they would be out of those anyway. The more interesting one is the World Cup being held over them because, I mean, that's going to be one of the biggest outings for any player is to play in the World Cup. Okay, so let's look at this from two different directions. And I think you are probably going to know a lot more than me on this. So the second one we should look at is competition and FIFA's reaction. And the first one is the morality behind actually doing something like this Super League. But first, maybe you would explain to dipshits like me who know nothing about the football, what the Super League is and why it's a bit controversial. So essentially, as a player, you're going to be playing in maybe the top division of whatever country you're in. And if you happen to win that, you get to go forward to the Champions League or for certain countries, you get to go forward to the Europa League 
which will give you, if you win it, passage to the Champions League. So there is a means to get to the Champions League through the top divisions. And you can be relegated from the top division down to the second division. Whereas with the Super League, it's a breakaway league that will see the top clubs in Europe, primarily coming from Spain, Italy and England. And you will see them competing, but there is no promotion and relegation. Now, the top teams will be consistent with certain other teams being able to enter into it, depending each year on how they had done the previous year in their domestic divisions. But it'll mean that there'll be no relegation. So these top teams will be perpetually playing at this higher level. Yes, I think some football club owners have been watching too much of the Eurovision with this founders system of never being relegated. So that's what I, as a non-football fan, understand of it. There's 14 clubs who are founding this league together and they are always in the league because they're putting most of the money up for it. And then there are three spots, three alternating spots for people to rise into this Super League each year. I think the financing is actually coming from JP Morgan's bank. I, I saw that, but I... Are and clubs the clubs are actually themselves? getting... No, clubs are getting, as far as I understand... 300 million. Something like that, yeah, to start up. Okay, I thought they were putting the bill for creating that as well. Like... Okay, so this is where we step into the question of morality. Clearly, a money grab by elite, already rich clubs with generations of fandom behind them. Like, where Manchester United go, fans will always follow, you know? Uh, And for them to go to a league like, like that is... Is exactly what you'd expect, but... What the fuck was that noise? That was my my throat. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> uh, for them to go to a league like that is, is... Of course, they're one of the teams that go because they have a big enough following. So essentially, this isn't being done on merit. It's being done on cultural capital. Because winners of last year's, whatever league it is, Bayern Munich, refused to be part of this. And so it's an undemocratic step driven by corporate and and cultural capital interest rather than some sort of democratic uh, community-driven league like the Champions League or or like whatever league that you ascend into. You can't really permanently ascend into this. No, and this is one of the big problems. I suppose a kid growing up in England who's playing soccer might aspire to playing at the top level and it mightn't you know at a certain point it might never happen for them but they could still get to the third round of the FA Cup and find themselves playing against Liverpool or Tottenham Mm. this year Tottenham played a team so far down people could watch the match from their back gardens (laughs) you know and, and to watch Gareth Bale who's on 700 million a week from your back garden because they can't fence off 700 million a week now can't be correct is it 700 million a week that would be the fucking gdp of a small country wait 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 no sorry uh is 700 thousand a week okay yeah yeah okay sorry sorry yeah um i was wondering there because (laughs) yeah 700 million doesn't make any sense but (laughs) 700,000 also seems and hang on i'm just going to look up gareth bale's Absolutely. I mean, whatever it is, it's far too much for a person named Gareth. Okay, yeah. 15 million euros he was on his salary. So that's a year. 15 million and that would be probably around 700 
thousand a week, and that makes yeah. Yeah, okay. I was getting them all mixed up because it was stupid money. Yeah, it, there is something beautifully democratic about that. Exactly like you said, it can be someone from the estates of, of Liverpool who will go and, and eventually maybe rub shoulders with the elite players. This doesn't feel like football. It feels like a step out of the playbook of Vince McMahon. You know, it, it's it's theatre, it's spectacle. It's just getting the teams with cachet and putting them together to sell, you know, distribution rights. Like... I mean, the idea, if it hadn't any knock-on effect, would be really cool. You know, because you get to see top teams playing against each other, the best in the world. It would probably raise the standard at the very top. But it takes away so much. And there's also no guarantee that you'll actually see these matches at the places you will usually see matches. Champions League, the Europa Cup, whatever you call it, they all have distribution deals with many terrestrial TV channels. For, for example, a long time you couldn't really see a certain amount of leagues at home. You had to go to the pub where they had, you know, subscription sports channels. I know that in the contract the clubs are signing with the Super League, it says you can only show, I think, four matches per season that you play on your own distribution channel which means there will be a bidding war for who will be able to show anyway you know sky will be a big bidder in it of course but it means if you don't have sky and you live in ireland or the uk chances are you're not going to be able to see these at home and especially when pubs are closed when the fuck are you going to be able to watch this super league it's elitist at every turn and it will have greater knock-on effects than the players who can play. It will have, it will have a knock-on effect for the fans too. It will have a knock-on effect for the fans. I mean, it's it's going to become such an elite thing. Yeah. That you just wouldn't be able to get to see something like that. And I think it's such a shame to take away the... It's like putting a fence between them and the rest of football. It, someone put up a, a great tweet about it, and I don't know whether he these were his own words or it was quoting from someone else, but I know Gavin Riley for Virgin News said, the Emirates Stadium got like a 500 million facelift essentially so that whatever club is associated with them can rub shoulders with these hoity-toity teams that come in. And that culture of elevating smaller clubs and, and getting those investments is going to be rendered fucking null and void when they're just shut out of everything. It's 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 shit. One funny tweet I saw was from Kai Humphreys, who's a northern comedian in England, and he came out saying letting Spurs into a Super League is like letting Banana Man into the Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was very, very good. So getting on to avenging then, let's get on to the second topic of the response. And FIFA essentially... FIFA and I guess UEFA probably made, made the a similar response. It's only too apt because it's football. It's saying, I've got the ball, now I'm taking it home and you can't play anymore. Is this an equal and opposite reaction from them? Do you think that's an ethically okay thing for them to say now that, okay, your dudes are playing in this other league, you can no longer play in our league? Also, when it's not guaranteed that matches will clash. It's an interesting one because what I was just thinking about this earlier today and one of the things that came to mind was the rule of the GAA that if you played foreign sports you couldn't play really within the GAA so you couldn't play hurling or football you get suspended. Is that still a rule? No it was done away with in the 70s but it's a very similar case whereby mm. 
you know, if you're playing with them, you can't play with us. Yeah. So do you think that's fair for FIFA to do? I don't think it's a wise move. Right. You think it's a nuclear option? They can do it if they want. I would think that there is possibly anti-monopoly kind of things uh-huh. that might stand in their way. But I don't think it's a wise move because I'm just thinking if I was president of the Super League, my next thought would be, huh, World Cup for super players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what I'm, I'm kind of thinking is FIFA were so quick to say, well, fuck you then, by thinking they're king shit, that maybe the new king shit will just call their bluff. And, I mean, players carry a lot of cultural capital, sure, but how many lineups have fucking Guns N' Roses had? The name carries even more cultural cash than any player does. So, can the players say, no, fuck this league, I'm gone, and... This is it, I actually don't know... It's going to create a weird divide, I think, because Mm. it's the elite league. It's going to move up a standard because if you want to win this league, you will need to be better than Barcelona. You'll need to be better than Real Madrid, you know. But the thing is, is it the elite league? It's elite by design, by like, it's, it's not proper elite. It's contrived. Whereas, you know... People will want to win the Champions League or whatever because that's the dream. That's got history. This is... But the thing is, if if, if you're playing for Barcelona and you're contracted with them for five years and you're playing with Tottenham, if this is going to be perceived as being the, the creme de la creme of football, you're going to attract in players who want to play at this higher level because it's like automatically playing Champions League. Yeah. And so it was made, I think, soon after it was declared Arsenal were playing Fulham. And Arsenal are one of the super clubs. And Arsenal... Well, they got the shit kicked out of them. Well, they were drawn with Fulham. And it was kind of like, are we really looking at super clubs here? But the thing is, they'll be able to attract and take the best players. Because it's like just creating a division above. But they're already able to attract and and get the best players. That's why I'm really interested in this because like i said i'm not a a football fan and so maybe i'm not understanding it as a football fan but to me this isn't sport this is theater this is you know vince mcmahon selling a pay-per-view wrestlemania as opposed to monday night raw it's so contrived that it's almost so easy as a fan to opt out because i mean inevitably i don't think fifa will forever say Manchester United can't play in, in that league I, I I don't think that's again their cultural capital is, is too strong to keep 14 teams of that cash out, out for so long so when all, all you've got is spectacle it, it's not got any substance really um it, it will have like the thing is if you have the if you have the best players it's like, going, like the know, Harlem it's, Globetrotters it's, you know what I mean yeah you're yeah but you're like, I, I'd love to see the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, that would be cool. Do you know they have, like, a enemy team? Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll talk about it after we, we're done talking about this, but it's fascinating. They have, like, a an anti-Harlem Globetrotters, and they're all villain personas. That's and I think they have one guy who's, like, just a fucking eight-foot-tall knight, which is very strange. That's really odd. Yeah. This is it. It's going to be very hard to watch, you know, it's going to be very hard to go, oh oh, the best football is over there, but I'm going to still continue watching Sunderland and Fulham. Yeah, 
Mm, mm, yeah, exactly. That's you know. I, I guess I just don't see them being kept out of the Champions League for too long. Well, the thing is, they prob- it doesn't really make sense with the Champions League that they would be able to compete in it because they wouldn't be competing in the Premiership. Okay, now you've lost me. What's the difference? So if you win the Premiership, you go on to the Champions League and the Champions League is an all-European competition. But if you're not competing in the Premiership because you're competing in this other league, it doesn't mean that... So besides a FIFA ban, what would lock them out of the Premiership? Scheduling? Yeah, they just, like, you, you probably couldn't do both. Right. So, to round it off, how do you think it's going to play out? I honestly don't know. It really caught me by surprise. And I mean, when I saw it first, I thought, oh, this is going to be a sort of, a, you know, a summer competition that will be just run off and you'll, we'll get to see some nice football or something. Yeah. And that'll be that. But no, it seems to be a proper competitive thing, which I just wasn't expecting. So it did catch me off guard. And I really don't know how it's going to play out. Hmm. But I mean, the fact that Mourinho has gone from Spurs is a big development. It shows Spurs at least are more serious about this than they are about Mourinho. Yeah. And that's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's a huge deal. Did you see Mourinho last week? Spurs lost to Man United and... Solskjaer, the manager for Man United. Who looks like um, Andy Serkis. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer looks exactly like Andy Serkis. Anyway, what was he saying about him? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said Kweng Ming Son got injured during the match and stayed down the ground. And he said if his son did that, he'd be getting no food or something. <laughs> and then Mourinho came out going, this is a disgrace. He should give his son food. <laughs> That's kind of crap. <laughs> Such a bizarre, <laughs> bizarre um, exchange. The return of Bean Dad. <laughs> what was that again, Bean Dad? Uh, do you remember the fella? It was uh, John Roderick from oh, the yeah, band yeah, The Long yeah, Winters and he, he wouldn't give his daughter a can of beans until <laughs> she learned to open it. Uh, okay, so to round it off, European Super League, super horny or tragic floppy? How are you feeling? I think it'll end up being a bit of a disaster, but I think all of football will lose out because of this. Mm, yeah, I, I, I agree. Now, Stephen, I would like to talk about fannies. We've been on football for 25 minutes now, which I don't think anyone expects it. OK, go ahead. Talk about your fanny. Little today came out with their period poverty initiative. Have you heard about it? Yes, I have. What do you think? I think grand. I don't know why it's even news. Oh, it's, it's extremely significant. Uh, uh, so for it's people, not significant. Who... This is something that was done in England a few months ago. It was like it's just. I mean, something that should have been done a long time ago. I don't. I just don't get why it's news. What's news about it is, okay. So little came out today and and said just for listeners that they have a period poverty initiative. The definition of period poverty is. The lack of access to sanitary products, uh, menstrual hygiene, education, toilets or hand washing facilities or whatever uh, for women of any age, essentially. And so Little have come out and said that they will provide a coupon to anyone eligible and eligibility is not uh, means tested. It's just if you have their app or not, they'll give you a coupon for sanitary products every month if if you're, I guess, a woman uh, and why this is relevant is because, yeah, it was done in the UK recently, but it was done by the Scottish government. It was mm. the Scottish government that defined this as such a need for people to get sanitary products and, and it being a basic right that the government 
intervened and said here we're providing support what's so striking about this is that it's fucking little in ireland deciding that women need support with with yeah. products not the government like i'm in agreement with you that's kind like it, it's all very backward little sized this up and decided fuck it we'll get a lot of marketing for cheap and i mean they did and I mean, fair play to them for spotting the opportunity and going with it. But that's what it is. It's a marketing gimmick. And I don't want to think of it as as that cynical. It's that cynical because that's like that's exactly what happened in the boardroom when this was decided. Because these companies are not in this for noble reasons. Let's just be fair. That's just the way it is. And I mean, certainly if you do something and it's good, brilliant. And this is a case of that. It's marketing that's actually benefiting somebody. But it is a cynical ploy. I think there's cynicism to it, but I still think it's it's achieving something really it's, Yeah. Oh, I have to be really in good. agreement with you. I think it's something that is good. I think it's something that they should all have done a long time ago. And I think it's something that there shouldn't have been a necessity to do it because it should have been done from a government perspective. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just latching on to something that needed to be done and... To be seen to be the ones to do it and fair play to them that's that's how the game works but yeah I, I think it's just it is cynical but they're also essentially lining up a whole range of products and just saying you can ha- you have them here you go like they're also working with the simon community and certain gaa clubs to get these products to women in need who don't have smartphones and who can't have their app so they're finding other ways to get them to them. And that's pretty good. But as much as it is a big marketing thing, it's still a huge undertaking because there's something you need to buy once a month, probably less frequently if you bulk buy or or, or, or whatever. And I guess as a dude, I, I'm not as fucking savvy as, as people who use them are. But it's it's like saying, OK, Coke is free now. You know, you're not getting that income from Coke. Sure. People are going to go to Little to buy other things now so they can claim this coupon and maybe they'll recoup it back. And, and certainly it won't be for... And that's another thing. In Ireland, they're still aren't they still taxed as fucking luxury products? I don't know did that change. It definitely was that case a few years ago, but that was just absolutely mental. Poppycock. Uh, but either way, I, I'm sure we won't get the luxury brands. We'll get their, you know, their home brand, whatever. I use we very loosely. It, it's <laughs> a little too loosely. Yeah, I I just think it's. Um, I would love to think that the cynicism is not as strong as you you think it is, and that it is something really great. And it's so sad that the body who who's bringing this in is not the fucking government, but a German discount store. Yes, and I mean, I suppose just to sum up there, because I'm I kind of was negative but it sort of the whole thing annoyed me a bit not because of what little did fair play to little but it just it, it annoyed me that it came down to that mm. that like like this shit needs to be just sorted yeah in, you know like i don't know like schools and things should have them in girls bathrooms and stuff you know they just should be available it's bizarre at this point and it's bizarre to see a german supermarket see the opportunity to see the opportunity of necessity, essentially. And if yeah. something is bloody necessary, you, they should sort that shit out. And for all the natter of a lot of things, that is one that 
just is simple enough to solve. Yeah, like the fact that, I mean, when when I look back at that definition that is on the, the little website as period pro- poverty is described as the lack of access to products, menstrual education, hygiene, toilets, hand washing facilities and hygiene uh, education. The fact that there's no facility for hi- menstrual hygiene education is... Go on, say it again. Education. Education. Was I saying it very limerick? Either way, the fact that there's a, a barrier to education around how to fucking look after yourself every month is staggering and who would have ever thought that little would be the superhero to fucking champion that cause yeah fair play to you little yeah fuck aldi that's not true i like aldi too yeah i mean fair play to little for spotting the thing and doing it really don't like the idea of corporate socialism becoming a thing I, look, everything has descended into farce. Reality is crumbling around us. And I think the only kind of socialism, you know, we're never going to have ideal socialism. I think we're just too far down the fucking capitalist rabbit hole for that, that I think corporate socialism is all we're ever going to get. Unless we have a revolution. Yay! Yay for revolution. Let's leave it at that. Goodbye. Good luck.